0: Welcome. You're listening to the Living Unapologetically and Bold podcast, where you and your host will talk about making the choice to shine daily in your everyday life. Join your host as she has some good old girlfriend conversations about things ranging from relationships to career goals to personal improvement and so much more. Weekly, you and your host will get into it. Let's get started. Hey. Hey fam, it's your girl T or Trinice. Let's get into this week's episode. So this week's episode, I want to call the imposter syndrome. So before we even get into it, let me just give some background about it and kind of like what it is. So in my research, I found that eight out of 10 adults experience an imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. This is described as an internal psychological experience and is often characterized by chronic feelings of self-doubt, incompetence, and fear of being found out despite success or achievement in one or more areas in life. Um, Some of the causes of the imposter syndrome, um, according to psychologists, those who um, grew up in families that emphasized and praised achievement with overprotective parents or in the high conflict environments that offered very little emotional support, Um, society pressure to achieve can add or make this problem bigger. Um, And actually, believe it or not, social media has made it very, very easy for people to compare themselves to others and others' lives, thus creating more people struggling with the imposter syndrome. It incurs in people from all backgrounds, ages, and genders, and they say that it's actually more common in people who are high achievers and who are highly sensitive. So I wanted to ask you in reading that little bit of information, do you feel like maybe you have or had Experience the imposter syndrome. So they said that it often goes hand in hand with perfectionism. It's linked to anxiety, physical and emotional um, exhaustion, chronic stress, and even sometimes depression. Because imposters or those who deal with this syndrome worry about what others will discover about them, they could be called fraudulent, and so they continue to suffer in silence. The imposter syndrome can negatively impact relationships, both personally and professionally, and can can, actually prevent you from reaching your full potential. And so for me, when I was sitting thinking, okay, what what do I want to talk about on this week's episode, this thing hit me like a ton of bricks. And I had to first think about doing this podcast. I probably got the idea to do this podcast back in 2020. So I used to have a show called Queens Chronicles. It was on um, Facebook and it was on YouTube. It was video, right? So very similar to what I'm doing now. It was me, and it started out with three other ladies, and then went then went down to two other ladies, and we just talked about various trends, right? And then COVID happened, and because it was in person. And we couldn't get together and it kind of like died off a little bit and so i said well i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do a podcast and then the more <laughs> that i looked into podcasts I'm like god there's so many there's so many podcasts you know so people were doing exactly what i'm doing which you want to encourage and i want to you know um help women and individuals live their best lives. I want people to be able to be unapologetic about who they are and who they are. I want people to walk boldly in the confidence of their purpose and the confidence of their destiny, right? And so I think, oh my God, there's so many. So I didn't do it, right? But I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so then what happened was, and I think 2021, so i like, do, I started doing it again, I started researching, I found names, I would do like my covers, I would send my covers to people for people to look at, and they, and I, again, I would go into like various platforms and, and look at it, and the worst thing I would do is I would listen to podcasts, and I would listen to podcasts, who kind of had the same kind of like theory that I wanted to do, and i was like, oh god, I don't I don't sound that good. I don't, you know, I don't talk that way. Well. Sometimes I stutter. Sometimes I, you know, I double my words. Sometimes I talk too fast. And it was all these different things in my head, okay, you know. And even as successful as Queen Chronicles had been, I felt like, yo, know, I cannot do a podcast. I downloaded books. <laughs> I paid for materials. I bought microphones. I did all. I watched YouTube videos to figure out how do you start a podcast? What do you do to start a podcast? And I want to say I probably did that literally, guys, for like two years. And so um, even to the point that God was like, yo, God did not say yo. But you know, he was like, you know, you need you need to do this. You know, you need to start your podcast. And I'm like, well, you know, isn't people already doing it? If they're successful at it. It's so many, you know, podcasts already available to people what can i what can i possibly say to anybody and they would listen and so i really really struggle with am i good enough am i qualified you know i'm just a grad student i don't have my master's degree yet you know i'm not i'm not certified or licensed yet you know all these different thoughts are running through my mind and so and it stopped me for three years literally guys for three years it stopped me from doing. This podcast. And so when, it was, when I was finally ready to do it, when I said, I said, you know what? I'm just going to start recording. I'm going to start recording and then I can do some edits. And once I start doing my edits, then I will I will work on it. And I, I put myself on a date. I told a few people that I would be held accountable. And I said, I'm going to start to do it. So when I came across this article about the imposter syndrome, I thought, hmm, that's what I'm doing with. Right and and I am I'm success I'm, I'm I don't think I'm successful. <laughs> you you may not think I'm successful, but I'm not successful, right? I am. You know I'm a high arts grad student. I am a you know ordained minister. I am I'm successful in my career, right? Even though I'm about to pivot and change my career, but I'm currently mm-hmm. successful, successful in my career. So there's a lot of good things happening. But it was so funny how I could be so assured. I'm a I wrote a book. I'm a best selling author. It was so many different things that I've done and did, but in this particular area, I felt like I was stifled, like I was struggling, like I could not figure out how to do it. I could not figure out how to, like, get my groove, and I was like, oh my God, I, was, I felt stuck, and part of feeling that way because I compared myself to other people. Right. I compared my sound the way how would I do mine? I compared my intro. I prepared I compared all these things to people who I don't even know. Right. I remember when um I, I, I would compare and and this is just this this is just one area where I really experienced the imposter syndrome. I remember when I first got licensed as a minister, um and um, I know that I can talk very, 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 very fast. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, in, in doing that, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I don't cry like so-and-so. and I don't talk like so-and-so. And God had to remind me, that's because you're not so-and-so, right? I, I'm, I wasn't made to sound like her or to walk like her or to talk like her. I was made to sound and talk and walk like me. And there is an innate ability inside of me to do what I do based on how God created me. And so, you know, it says that in a professional life, the imposter syndrome can cause self-doubt, fear, create anxiety and stress. um, Imposters often procrastinate. They find it very difficult to ask for help. and, And in their effort to do things perfectly, they tend to overwork themselves, which oftentimes leads to burnout. This can typically lead to low job satisfaction, which may actually impact their work performance. Workplaces that lack diversity, thrive on competition, and have poor communication amplify the imposter syndrome when it comes to relationships. Because many imposters feel insecure and unworthy of attention and affection, they find it very difficult to maintain strong connections at work and in their personal lives. They tend to keep up their walls and don't often talk about how they're truly feeling. And they may push others away because of fear of rejection or dealing with some type of self-doubt in their minds. I thought to myself, oh my gosh. Right? If you know my story, you know I struggled for years feeling rejected and unwanted and unseen. And it's like this that those feelings are so deep and they can like truly be cancerous and impact so many other areas of my life here we go again with me thinking that okay i'm healed i'm freed, i'm good I, you know i'm not dealing with rejection anymore i'm not dealing with you know feeling insecure or unworthy anymore and yet in various relationships i have struggled with that very thing and in that struggle i have oftentimes or sometimes compromised my standards i've compromised my integrity i've compromised my worth i've compromised my voice i've compromised my stand and my value all because i did not want to feel the feeling of rejection i didn't want to feel um inadequate i didn't want to feel that and so i i would do certain things and i remember it was this one took a guy that i was dealing with um off and on for a while and he had met somebody new right here but this new, this new person and she she had the ability to buy him really nice things, buy him nice things, and like send him, you know, I like travel with him and do all these things, right? And because I felt inadequate, and because I felt um, like I wasn't worthy of his time, I began to compete with her, right? And so she just had to do something better, right? And he didn't know, like he didn't know this. I didn't tell him this, but if she took him to this restaurant. I was going to take him to this restaurant. If she bought him this, then I was going to buy him this. Now, I didn't have a limit. Because again, <laughs> she, old girl made more money than me. So I couldn't like buy everything that she bought. But I remember, because I felt like she was out, she was out me. She was doing better than me. I go, even though he was constantly telling me like, you know, it's not that. Like, it's not what you think it is. No, you, you're more valuable to me than she is. I, because I didn't believe it, And because I was struggling with my own internal insecurities, my own internal feelings of unworthiness, of of feeling unworthy and unloved, I allowed this imposter syndrome to be my driving force. I had to do everything perfect when it came to work. I haven't said that there was never that I was always the best of best friends, right? Even when you know I would make a mistake out like oh you know it would be like I can't I can't make a mistake in my friendship because they could be they they could have another friend who was better than me and it sounds like it sounds crazy even as I'm sitting here talking on this podcast about this this sounds crazy but I know I'm not the only person that struggles in this I know I'm not the only person that struggles with not trying to be perfect in every area of my life and allowing myself grace. I give grace to everybody. Sometimes I give too much grace to people. But when it comes to me, I tend to hold myself on this, on this perfected, perfectionist type thing. And God's like, I don't expect perfection, right? I think that if we, we do people a disservice when we sell to them that you have to be perfect for God. When you look at the Bible, I say this all the time, God always used the person that was flawed. God always used the person who had some type of issue. God doesn't need perfection. God needs a willing, honest vessel. And when you're moving and working in perfection, then you're not moving in authenticity, right? Nobody really gets the real you, right? Um, I was a person that knew how to be, what I call a chameleon, right? I could be this person for this person, this person for that person, that person for like I, I had mastered the art of being your perfect person, whatever that person was, right? So if you need somebody that was encouraging, somebody that was that would push you in, and 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 give you words of affirmation, I could be that person, right? If you need somebody to be quiet and to be meek, I could be that person. I had truly mastered the art of becoming whatever was needed in that situation. The problem was in doing that, I lost me. I lost the ability to think and to hear myself move. I lost the ability to be able to be me, to be authentic and to live my life unapologetic and bold. I I lost that. I lost my ability to, to see Girl, you good. You got it going on. Even if my hair wasn't laid the best that day, even my I wasn't popping, even my outfit was okay, because I was so used to comparing myself to others, comparing my my Christian walk, my faith level, comparing my relationship, comparing my school, comparing my finances, comparing my home, comparing the car that I drive, comparing all these different things. To us, who I thought was doing better than me, who I thought was living better than me, who I thought was achieving more than me, right? People be like, "Girl, your life is amazing. Like, you're doing great." And I'd be like, "What? What are you talking about?" You know, even forgot that I had ran two successful mm-hmm. businesses, right? That I had wrote a best selling book, right? My very first book was a bestseller. Despite all of that, I was like, "No," I was so afraid of failure, so afraid of succeeding that I was actually talking myself out in my own head from doing it. I was talking myself out of being happy. I was talking myself out of, of being successful. I was talking myself out of starting this podcast. I was talking myself out of going back to school. I was talking myself out of living happily. I, I, I was talking myself out of so many things, so much negative thought thoughts, so much negative, you no know, talk, I will never have, I could never be, I'm too old, right, you know, there's so many different things that come with this syndrome. And so while you are listening to me talk, I want to ask you the question, do you suffer from the imposter syndrome, right? Like, do you suffer with fear of failure, fear of success, um, chronic self-doubt, perfectionism, negative, you know, self-talk, um, feeling of unworthy, feeling like you're unworthy of good and honest affection, feeling like and you're know, setting unrealistic goals, delaying um starting something or even finishing something, avoiding feedback at work. And this part right here, this one right here, are you a people pleaser because you don't want to experience rejection? Um. If you're somebody like me who's I've experienced before on a massive level, and I don't I don't want to feel that again. So part of me wanted to be perfect so that I wouldn't feel it again. But if you're listening and you're honest, was like, even when you try to be perfect, there's somebody that's not gonna like you. They're not gonna like your hair, your height, your clothes, the way you talk. No matter how friendly you are, no matter how much you smile at them. Mama says, you are just not everybody's cup of tea. And part of me getting to the place where I realized that I wanted to live my life unapologetically and bold with being okay with the fact that everybody ain't going to like Trenice. I am not going to be everybody's favorite. I am not going to be the person everybody comes to to talk to about different things. That is not going to be my story. Everybody is not going to like me. And I had to get to a place where I didn't see people not me not being that person's person as rejection, right? I had to stop seeing it as people not wanting me or feeling like I'm unwanted or feeling like um I am I am I'm unlovable, right? Everybody ain't supposed to love me. Every like 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 everybody is not supposed to be like that's my girl. There are people who will come. And this is something that I had to learn. And it took me forever to learn. People can be seasonal, right? There are four seasons to every year. Now, although sometimes the weather don't cooperate and don't line up with that, there are four seasons at every year. Fall, winter, spring, and summer. And you have to, and I wanted maybe in 2020, things like 2020, I started when I would meet somebody. Right, whether it was face social media or in person, I would ask God, what is my role in this relationship? Right, because sometimes I think I'm with this a podcast. Sometimes we can put people in positions and roles they are not meant to be in. And what happens is that creates certain expectations that are impossible to think. I think I will put that in the podcast. That, that's gonna be one of that's gonna be a that's gonna be an episode. That's gonna be an episode, but Back to the imposter um, syndrome. And so how do you stop feeling like a fraud? How do you stop feeling like you aren't authentic? What can you do to be able to live your best authentic life? What can you do to live unapologetically and bold? The first thing is become self-aware. Acknowledge that you have feelings of an imposter is the first step never actually been to AA, but I—I know I, the first step is admitting there's a problem. So become aware, admit that you that you deal with this. You may you may to see a therapist. And there's nothing wrong with that. you may to talk to a life coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever you need, you may need to talk to you know someone like your church, a counselor, your pastor. Whatever is needed, please do that because I want you to know that you have to learn to recognize the signs of the imposter syndrome. You have to learn to monitor your internal critic and ask yourself, how can you be a better you to you? Oh, that was good right there. How can you be a better you? Sometimes we are so hard on ourselves that we don't need anybody else to beat us up. We beat our own stuff up with our words. There is no greater weapon that you hold than your tongue. There is literally life and death in your tongue. You have the power to speak life over yourself or to speak death over yourself. And why would you want to curse your own self? Why would you want to speak negatively about yourself? Even if you've messed up, I think that sometimes the devil will tell you, oh, you've done this, oh, you've done that, oh, as if that disqualifies you. I think it's all time. When God called you, he took into account all of you. When God created a purpose in you, he took into account all of you. When God attached destiny to your life, he took into account all of you, meaning all that you would do, your good, your bad, and your oh my goodnesses. All of that thing God took into account when he created you and gave you purpose and gave you destiny. So you have to be aware of when you're, in what area you're struggling. So if you are aware of this, you have to know that, For this is what I do. When I have a negative thought pops in my head, I am merely it with a positive thought. Right. So for so example, if I have one of those days, you know, we have we get in the morning, and maybe you just ain't feeling a hundred percent like you don't want to give it back, you know, and you go, mm. right? Mm. Those days I don't put on makeup. Why? Because I want to look my authentic self in the mirror and say, Girl, you got it going on, girl, you are fabulous, girl, you are stunning, girl, you are beautiful, and it not be the reflection of makeup. But no, with my dark spots. With my hooded eye, with my dark circles around my eyes, and my uneven skin tone, I want to look in the mirror and say, Girl, you are fabulous. And mean every single moment, every second minute of it. Becoming aware and challenging those negative thoughts and stopping the negative talk is one of the first things you could do in combating and battling the imposter syndrome. The next thing is. Focus on the facts. What do I mean? While you may not feel that you are good enough, these feelings are based on fear rather than reality. Dwelling on your personal shortcomings can make small hurdles seem so much bigger than they are. Take a step back and focus on the facts, not the narrative that you created in your mind. Let me say that again. Focus on the reality and not the narrative that you created in your mind or the narrative that you've seen somebody else create on social media. Stop putting more impact, more truth, more reality on social media. Most people post the best parts of their life on social media. If you see a selfie, on social media, most times that individual has taken five, six, seven, maybe eight different selfies and out of the I know I do, and out of those six or seven ones, they posted the best one they thought was the best one, right? So what you have to think about is stop feeding the narrative that's in your life. Stop feeding what you predicted or what you projected and feed the fact. You are smart. You are intelligent. You are beautiful. You are stunning. There is purpose in your life. There is destiny in your life. That God created you for something. You have arrived in this world at the right time. You are in the right season of your life. I don't care what it looks like, how it smells, how how it looks. You are exactly where you're supposed to be in this season of your life. That's the fact. The fact is that your steps are ordered by God. The facts are that you are accepted in the beloved the facts are that you are a child of the most high god the facts are that you can do and be whatever you set your mind to those are the facts don't feed the narratives don't feed um the opinions of others feed what's factual in your life the next thing you can do is let go perfection perfectionism Holding on to the need to be perfect sets you up for failure in every situation and in every relationship. Accept that everybody makes mistakes, including you. Don't be so hard on yourself when you do. When you look at yourself instead of a failure as a work in progress, get into the habit of saying, I didn't fail at that, I learned a lesson in that. I tell people all the time, I don't have failures. I have lessons. When something doesn't work out how I thought it was gonna work out, or I don't reach the goal that I thought I was gonna reach, my question becomes okay, what was the lesson in that? When something happens or I get a phone call and it's not a good one, what was my lesson in that I am I'm a person that's constantly learning, constantly evolving, constantly trying to be a better version of myself. In order to do that, I must stop putting myself on this perfectionist uh model. And being disappointed when I don't do what I thought I was going to do. Stop being a perfection perfectionist. Be realist. Be realist, uh-uh. Be realistic in your expectations of yourself. Don't set things too high than what they are. Find celebrate your accomplishments. Focusing on what you didn't achieve will amplify self doubt. Celebrate your accomplishment, big or small. So your goal is to lose 50 pounds when you only lost five. Celebrate that, right? Your goal is to get your college degree. So you enroll and you only not take in one class. Celebrate that, right? So, because for every small step that you make, it leads to a bigger outcome. Don't wait till you lose a whole 50 pounds to be excited. No, if you ate right for a whole week, if you worked out for this week, celebrate. Right. If you went a whole if your thing is drinking soda, and you went a whole day and you you drink no soda, celebrate. Celebrate the small victories because they will lead to the bigger victories. So again, if you are dealing with the imposter syndrome in any area of your life, talk to a therapist, talk to a counselor, your spiritual advisor, a life coach. Do whatever you have to do to get free from that because that is the only way you can live unapologetically, and bold. It's your girl T, and I will talk to you on the next one. Living Unapologetically and Bold. Let me ask a question. Are you following us on social media? We are on IG at Beloved Wholeness Center and Twitter at Living Unapologetically Bold. For more information on the host, head over to her website. Please be sure to subscribe to Living Unapologetically and Bold on your favorite platform. Remember, never dim your shine to make others feel better. You are to live every day unapologetically and bold.